What's going on guys? Mike here with BYL, Build Your Legacy Marketing Agency. And today, I guess it'll be our first episode on the new podcast. Um, so for those that are listening or are watching, we are doing live series with these. So if you're not on Instagram or if you're not on my uh, TikTok channel, go ahead and check out those handles, Mike underscore C-R-O-W-S-O-N. And I guess for everyone else that might not know who you are, Introduce yourself, Mr. Baker Shields. Yeah, so my name's Baker. Um, I've been working with Mike inside of BYL, um, inside the BYL group, I guess, as well, and Coffee Over Cardio for about three months now, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of thought, we both had an interest in doing some type of podcast, um, but we kind of thought it'd be a cool dynamic going back and forth, because I'm relatively early in my entrepreneurial journey, and um, obviously, you know, Mike's got a couple of multi-million dollar companies that... Um, <laughs> I've learned quite a bit just being around you and being around the things that you're doing and inside of them now um, to where I want to be able to learn more. And so I think it'll be a cool back and forth between me being a young entrepreneur and you being a lot more experienced, a lot further down the road. A little bit more gray hair, a little more stress, but yeah. you know, we'll get you there soon enough. Yep. Um, so yeah, so the idea, again, objective of this podcast is to try to educate and help the old me, right, the younger version of myself. And help everybody that's trying to move their business along. And I'm sure that we'll tap on everything from, from fitness to business to ads to emails to mental mindset. Because in my opinion, you can't do any of them great unless you at least try to touch on all of those things. So I guess first and foremost, man, I'll tell you a little bit about, for those who are listening, myself um, and where I started. So born and raised, 23 years old, Alabama. Um at 23, I, I was personal training. I got into fitness modeling, um, started doing book covers, and we'll, we'll try to put some pictures over for the YouTube watchers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, of that um, so I think I was on four or five different covers, um, and all strung up for me putting myself out there and doing a photo shoot for the first time. Now it doesn't seem like much to take picture of yourself nowadays. However, in 2012, let me date myself for a second. That wasn't really a thing and Instagram had just started um, so I started a Facebook group and uh, six months I got up to like 6,000 followers and was in that space and I had the opportunity to go meet with a guy in Atlanta which is a five-hour drive about a modeling job inside New York City so he made the joke of like yeah you'll have to move up there with in New Jersey with your mom and I was like chuckled like yeah yeah if I'm funny and he was like no I'm serious if you're going to do things inside the city, we're not just going to fly you into a photo shoot. So you, we want you to take acting classes and go to different castings and all these things. So lo and behold, uh, three months later, packed up all my shit and moved to New York City or just outside. And um, quite an experience there. But long story short, fitness modeling wasn't for me. Uh, it didn't really work out like I wanted to. So the heavy accent that you might pick up now was 10 times worse then. And um, I got a job at a supplement company at the time. I used to work for Shreds. I was the ninth employee and had a great experience there. Learned so much and everyone that was there turned into a freaking killer. Um, and I, I like to group myself inside of that, but I would be... Um, hard-pressed to say that there's not a lot of guys that are doing four times as good as as I've been able to make myself so 
Supplement job, learned a lot, two and a half years, decided this wasn't for me either. Moved back home to Alabama for six months, realized that was a mistake. Had a meeting with a guy who was like, you, you made the biggest mistake. You shouldn't have come back here. You need to leave immediately. I took that consideration being like, you know, this is a guy worth millions of dollars. I'm going to take advice of what he says. And six months later, I left and moved to Huntington Beach, California. Now, one of the things I want to note is that when I moved to New York, I didn't have a job. When I left New York, I didn't have a job. When I moved to L.A., I didn't have a job. And so I was just jumping and going with it. And I was always knowing, like, I'll just figure it out. And for those that don't know a lot about me, I'll talk a lot about my dad on this podcast, how he was such an inspiration and driving force behind me being able to be where I'm at today. Good and bad, because I'll go into the the nitty-gritty of all the mental stuff that comes with somebody that's hard-pressed on making sure that you – you succeed. And so I, anyway, I moved out there, started two apparel companies, um, got out of those, something I didn't really want to get into there, but it was a great learning experience. Uh, along the way, I picked up clients inside the bodybuilding space to help them build out their website, to help build out emails, you know, fitness coaching. Um, big shout out to Guy Cicinino being the first client I've ever worked with who helped spread my name and helped move me along um, so without him, I, I, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. I mean, cause guy obviously is huge. It was, but you know what? You don't know until you ask. And all I did was just freaking ask him, Hey, can I help you do this? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> again, you know, if, if you want to get paid, you got to ask to get paid. No one's just going to give you money and, uh, end up moving after six months in LA to Dallas, Texas, or Frisco, where we're currently at now in 2017. Moved out here, uh, started Rye Supplements and Coffee Over Cardio at the same time. Uh, One year into Rye Supplements, I exited the company so that I could focus solely on what I own 100% of, obviously, which is Coffee Over Cardio. And so the agency kind of come about as well um, and a bigger play because as coffee group, people were inquiring, hey, can you help me do this for my company? And it was like, sure, yeah, pay me 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then people said yes. And I was like, oh, this is the thing. You can get paid to help people on a, on a grander scale. Yeah. And so that's where the idea of a retainer came from, in my mind. And then it kind of just went up from there. And don't hit me up because it doesn't cost $500 anymore. <laughs> but um, i got a full-blown scale team now of um, <laughs> 10 or so we people. We have options near that now. Yes. Um, but... At the time, what we were doing um, was really just trying to help people, man, and trying to build a lot of value as much as possible. And by doing that, I haven't spent any money on ads for the agency. It's all come referral-based because we ensure that what we do is the best ability that we can do. And, you know, client first. Um, it means I might not sleep a lot, or it means you might not sleep a lot. Yeah. But, um, you know, as you can see, what we do is I don't say no, right? We go through and... We do what needs to be done because if I was a business owner that was paying somebody, I would want the same thing in return. And I've fired three different agencies because it just wasn't meeting the needs that I wanted for a coffee as a loan. Because I'm, one, not too good enough to learn from someone else. I'm I'm okay with paying money to learn. That's called an education. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also know, like, if we're going to talk about education, it's better to pay somebody that knows what, or that's in the space, whether they know what they're doing or not. in this world, is better than going to college. Yeah. And a hell of a lot cheaper. And if I spent the same amount of money in mentorships, 
and, and groups that I did in college, I would have a million dollar company many, 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 many years ago. I feel the exact same way. But that's another day, another podcast, another live. Um, but yeah, so now we're at coffee. Um, December 8th is our fifth birthday in coffee. Which so, is tomorrow when we're filming this. So. Yes, so super excited uh, about that. That's a very big milestone for anybody that knows anything about business. If you make it over that three-year hump, you got something. Um, and man, we're just getting started. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm really excited to see what the future brings for coffee and, of course, the agency. And then coming up on the 90 days for um, the BYL group as well, which has taken off tremendously. have an awesome group of people in there. And so, yeah, we'll dive into some different stories and whatnot, but that's kind of the background of where I got to where I'm at. Yeah, awesome. Well, I guess, do you want me to give <coughs> sure. a little bit more about my story? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I, <clears throat> the line that I kind of tell people is like, I've been an entrepreneur since before I knew there was a word for it. And um, that started for me when I was very, very young. Um, I was like, I think 12 years old. I do you remember the paracord survival bracelets? Yes. Like the little woven I thought you were gonna tell me you're selling lemonade. No, no. Um, so my cousin was like making those, and um, I thought it was a pretty cool thing. But he was like, "Yeah, I'm selling them for like 25, 30 bucks a piece," at like you know Thunder Games or like different sporting events. And I was like, "Okay." So I, I you know got on YouTube, searched how to do it, and um, my dad took me to like this survival store, and like we bought a couple of spools. You know, he made me pay for it. And um, I just started kind of making them for myself because I thought it was cool and then bringing it to school. Um, well, long story short, <clears throat> a bunch of people at school, it was like right when that trend kind of hit. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of people at school started like, making custom orders for me to go make. So they would give me like, you know, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks. And then I'd go home every night with like a list of bracelets to make. And I'd make them, bring them back. Um, slowly that went from like the elementary school where I was at at the time to the junior high and high school where my grandma was working and so she started having students come to her and ask if they could place orders for my bracelets and so she would we would meet up every Friday she would bring like a couple of pages worth of orders for me to make and like a, a bag full of like cash that the students had paid her I would give her a bag of like the last week's bracelets and so I had like a pretty cool little operation going um, at the time and of course I had no idea there was even a word for for a business owner or entrepreneur um, my dad, summer hit, so like sales obviously just plummeted because I didn't have any more, a customer base anymore. And so my dad was like, why don't you sell these online? And I was like, don't you have to be like a millionaire to like have a website? Like I, I can't make a website. And he was like, Google it. I was like, all right. So went, on, went online, figured out how to make a website, put one up there, um, started even running Google ads, which is really weird to say that I was running Google ads at 13. Um, <clears throat> that is a lot. Yeah. Um, I was a, the... Weird kid on my computer all, all uh, summer, but um, I actually had like a couple of orders in like Mexico and Canada. And so my dad, like when I was making them, I was like, this is kind of cool. My dad was like, you realize that makes this like an international business. Like you're an international entrepreneur and you're 13 <laughs> years old. And I was like, whoa, that kind of sounds cool. Um, and so anyways, we, we started, <clears throat> I started with doing that um, at a young age. I did the normal entrepreneur things at a young age too, like lawn care businesses, things like that. Got into personal training in college um, and, and competed in, in a bodybuilding show. And that kind of made me fall in love with the fitness side of things, um, specifically like working out, lifting, all of that. 
And so I started to get into how to make money online with that in like a service-based type of business. Mm -hmm. um, so started a, a training company with my sister called the BAM Coalition. Um, we've got tons of members inside of that and a broad range of offerings. Um, and I also started an equipment company um, along the same lines, just combining my two loves, entrepreneurship and fitness, where um, I actually invented a product called the Buckle Band. And I was going through like rehab from a knee surgery. They were making us use these outdated um, resistance bands that were like rubber. They would always snap. Right. Yeah. Um, and the ones that didn't snap, it was just scary to use anyways because they would, um, the physical therapist would stretch it out and pull it over my injured knee. And it was just like, I was just constantly worried that they were going to like let go and it would hit my knee and ruin the surgery, all of that. And so I started prototyping them, um, sent over to some manufacturers, got a manufacturer for it, launched that product right as COVID hit. And so people were looking for at-home workout stuff, so that ended up working out for me. Um, and then I kind of started to think, how can I approach other products in the fitness industry that's largely unchanging and very traditional, especially with equipment and accessories, and give it a new twist, be a little bit innovative, and be that little guy that just comes in and tries to really just disrupt the tradition of the industry. Um, and so obviously I came to you for some help. Mm -hmm. Um, which is like kind of the story of how we met. I came to you for some help with my businesses. Um, and I, what I've told people that have asked me about this in the podcast I was on um, a couple weeks ago, I was like, I was ready to pay Mike like whatever he told me that he needed to. As soon as I walked in here, I realized the value that I was going to get out of just talking to you. Um, you sat down and you ripped apart everything that I had ever created. You know, that's hours and hours and hours and days and days and days of work. And um, you just ripped it apart and you just were pretty unapologetic about it. You were just like, listen, if you want to be successful, like you got to do this huge list of things. Um, and I still have my note of all, of, <laughs> all of the stuff you gave me. Um, and I don't even think I've worked through all of it yet. Um, but I knew the value right off the bat. And so um, I was ready to pay you for consulting, like whatever you wanted to do. And then we kind of like worked out and we found out that there was going to be some mutual like benefits of mm -hmm. working together more closely. Yep. And I think you can probably talk about, you know. Yeah, you know. so I think when, I, when we were working out, I kind of learned more about what it all is you did. And, you know, I saw something to where I was like, okay, so like this kid's got something that I'm, I'm really interested in seeing through. And so for me, it's all about relationships over money. And if any of you guys have a business, you should view your clients as relationship over money. If you're trying to just make money, you're not going to get very far in your business. And so when I was speaking with you at the gym, I, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the room by any means, right? As you know, like I can't write a caption yeah. without having a That's fucking grammar mistake very true. or spelling or something of, of some nature. Um, I'll blame that on my parents. Okay. But what I am is creative. And what I constantly do is I see things and think. And I just start churning on ideas. So when you say one thing, I, I'm three fields over working on something else based off what you said that has no relation. And I think that's why... I work with a lot of companies because I'm able to bring ideas to the table that they're not thinking of. Because yeah. a lot of people can send out emails. Mm -hmm. It's not so much that. It's what's the value behind the email? What is the purpose of what we're doing? And so 
you were sparking so much creativity in me and you weren't afraid to say things and not to say this in any type of way, but typically when I'm talking to somebody younger about business, they usually won't speak their mind. Um, whether it's they feel inferior or don't feel smart or don't want to sound stupid. So they don't say nothing at all. And the fact that you are giving me ideas on what you would do if you were in my shoes takes a lot of balls. Mm. And I noticed that and I was like, okay, like this is this is something. And we haven't ever spoke about this before. No, we haven't. So in my mind I was like, okay, like this kid's got some really good ideas. And some of them I want to execute and just still don't know even how to do it yet. Yeah. Um but well, I think that's where we're similar though, is like yeah. we see an idea and this can kind of be a, a positive and a negative, is like we're both idea guys, right? Like, yeah. We both kind of spark that creativity in each other. And we don't really have any doubts in our capabilities to execute on something or at least figure it out, you know, to right. some extent. But that can also hinder you because whenever it's two kind of idea guys, I guess, um, a lot of times, a lot of, many things will stay in the idea stage, I guess. Right. And I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and for myself, like, my biggest thing is I execute. Mm -hmm. I will fuck up because I execute too fast. Mm -hmm. But... It also, the difference between most is they read 20 books, but never picked up the pen. They've never actually done anything with the knowledge. So it's better to execute and, and mess up because at least I'm learning yeah. versus waiting for it to be perfect and waiting for the right idea. And, you know, I, I think that just really all boils back to even when I was like left home for the first time and moved to, you know, New Jersey, New York. It's like, you just got to jump. Like, the only parachute I have are my hands. Like, worst case scenario, I go get a job. Yeah. Like, like literally, what's the worst case scenario of you trying something? Yeah. It don't work. And whatever you're doing, especially if you're trying to create a service-based business for all you guys listening, it costs you really nothing to get started. Mm -hmm. You just have to start. If you have the opportunity to invest with somebody that can help, right? Which is the entire point of the entire group that I have. Yeah. But even then, like, I didn't have that, and I've done okay, mm -hmm. right? I just went with the flow. And you learn from your mistakes, and you go through it. The difference between having a mentor and not having a mentor is very simple. Time. Yep. How fast are you going to get there, and how many mistakes are you going to make along the way, right? If I had a better mentor in 2020, when I spent $1.2 million on ads, I wouldn't have lost three or $400,000, mm -hmm. and I'd have been more profitable. However, by doing that, I learned a valuable lesson and a lot of education from that. And by spending that money, it allows me to spend other people's money more wisely as well. So it's actually good that I did do it because I got something out of it. Yeah. But not spending any money would have got me nowhere. Money lost or gained. Yeah. So one of the big things I'll talk about on this podcast is how to educate, or excuse me, how to take action um, and educate on how to do that. And the fastest way and mistakes that you cannot make that I made along the way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so whenever we met up and I was just like, I got to have this kid work for me. Like, he, he's got a lot of potential. And I said, like, I don't know if you remember, but one of the things I needed was somebody to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not very organized. That's probably my biggest downfall which not, doesn't allow me to really execute as much as I want without being frantic about it. 
which just causes more stress. And the more stress you have, the more anxiety you get. And then overall, your performance goes down. And so even with this podcast, we're two months behind on doing it. Yeah. And you've said, hey, we're filming this week. Hey, we're filming this week. Finally said, okay, let's film this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's like you found what I needed Mm -hmm. and you filled that, which is really smart on your end to to make that happen, to plug yourself in that spot. And most people, and I talk to people all the time, right? I have consults all the time. And one of the things that I talk about when somebody's asking questions about like, hey, I'd like to work for so-and-so. You know, I want to do this. I want to get out of my job. I want to do something else. And I simply say, okay, what can you do for me? Mm -hmm. Like, well, what do you need? I go, that's not what I asked. Tell me how you can improve my life. Like, well, I don't know anything about that. Well, simply saying you don't know something mm-hmm. and not that you're going to go find out and get back to me with an answer just lets me know you don't have what it takes to cut it. Yeah. You don't have the confidence to say, Mike, I can do whatever you want. When I went to Guy Sister Nino, never built a Shopify website before, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, dude, I, I can rebuild your website, make it look better. Yeah. I never built one. But I knew that I could based off of what it looked like. I was like, we're going to make these adjustments. We're going to do this. Just from an eyeball perspective and a consumer perspective, these things need to be changed. It's something as simple as, hey, your images are not all the same. One's a rectangle. One's a square. One's a horizontal rectangle. It's like, let's just put some congruency across the board. Boom, the site looks that much better already. Mm -hmm. So it's like finding the little gaps of something that you know is not perfect, which nothing ever is, which means... Somebody could come to me right now and say, hey, I think you should do this, this, and this, or I can help you do this, this, and this, and provide value to me. And either I'm going to say, I like your ideas, or I'm going to say, I appreciate the advice, but I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Because I might be saying something different than you are. But it still is like that approach whenever you want to work for somebody, or you want to go after um, a title or working for a company, like a business that you love, like you got to come to the table. Yeah. Because um, if you're trying to get to the top, you got to work with the top. And if you want a customer service position on the back end, great. Go ahead and apply and submit that resume. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to cut it when somebody says, okay, well, I need you to move to Texas. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, but that's not what I wanted. Then you obviously didn't want to work for me. Yeah. At least not bad enough. Mm-hmm. So when you pull into those pieces, it's like, you know, whatever it takes. And so that education piece of like, you've been able to come forward and be like, yeah, I can do this or I can do that. I can do this. Like the first thing we do is like editing videos. Yeah. I don't even know if you edit videos, but mm-hmm. you just figured it out. Yeah. I did not edit videos before. Right. So boom, here you go. Filled it in. Google done. Mm-hmm. One thing my dad did not do for me growing up was say, Hey Google, mm-hmm. it just wasn't an option for him. Yeah. My dad still doesn't use the internet <laughs> at 63 which is crazy, years old. Which is crazy to say. Honestly. It is. But knowing Tom, that's that's not surprising. Yeah, at so all. you guys don't know, my dad works for me in the warehouse. Um, so I grew up on a farm, um, cattle, construction. I can run any piece of heavy equipment. So worst case scenario, I go get a construction job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never been worried in that sense. But I didn't. I wasn't taught like, hey, like you, you can be an accountant when you get older. Mm-hmm. No, I was taught like plumbers make good money, son. Mm-hmm. Carpenters are, is a pretty good job. Now, that's not working for somebody else. That's doing your own thing. Yeah. Because he had his own thing. 
And so I would run the equipment as if like when I was 16, I'm like, I'm going to take this job over. Mm-hmm. So whenever it came time for me to graduate and go to school, he said that not only was I going to college, but I was going to pay for it. And that was drilled into me ever since I can remember. So I had th- those are both my options. Right. I was paying and I had to go. Mm-hmm. And so whenever it came time, he was like, I've taught you how to use your hands. Now go use your brain. And I was just so like, what? Yeah. Like this whole time, like this is what I thought I was going to do. And really all you taught me was value of a dollar and work ethic. And becoming good at construction was just a byproduct of those things. Right? You taught me to chop firewood and sell it and go deliver it to build the business model so that I could take that later in life. Not to be a firewood chopper for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it took me a while to understand that concept because I was so shaken by like, what do you mean go use my brain? And I wish at the same time, you know, he was like, hey, you should probably read some books. Along. But again, like he's just doing the best that he could with given the situation of him growing up just dirt poor. Yeah. And just doing the best you can with your own situation, your yeah. own knowledge and experiences. That's all you can ever do. Anyways. Right. And I know now like where I'm at and everything like he's super proud of everything I've done. Um, and he often t- I moved him here to keep me in check. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you sure you want to do that? And he just brings back some reality, you know, brings me back down of like, you know, make sure that this dream is a reality or something that you really want, not yeah. just because you see it on the internet or, or something of that nature. But just like, you know, always checking my reins to make sure I'm not, you know, getting out in the pasture too much. Yeah. Um, because as entrepreneurs, we like to dream. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, you'll dream yourself into a hole, um, especially in a product-based business where cash flow is a tight thing. So, but, yeah. That's- yeah. So, really, with this first episode, what we kind of wanted to do is, I guess, just share our backgrounds um, and then kind of talk about what things are going to look like. So, I want to know first, like, what do you envision us being able to do and talk about? Obviously, we have a... I mean, you have an extremely impressive network of people, especially within the fitness industry, that I think will make amazing like guests, sure. um, guest appearances for the podcast. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I, I know a few people just throughout me, me going to shows and me meeting mm-hmm. different people as well that I think will be um, really, really awesome guests as well. But beyond that, what do you hope to kind of provide um, for that version of yourself? You know what I mean? I, I think the biggest thing that I want to try to do with this is, first of all, answer as many questions as possible. This is basically taking an hour out of the week to get on lives, to film this podcast, to put it on YouTube, essentially to create content that be consumed and more importantly used. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of content I find that's very broad. And when you're not really able to... like dive in to answer questions on how you can help move the needle in your business with actual advice. You know, I want to tell somebody how to set up an email, not that they just need emails. They already know that. The reason they don't is because they just don't know how. Mm-hmm. Like, go back to the old me. All the things I didn't know how to do, can I learn that by listening to someone else do it? Not only how to do it, but maybe advice on things to look out for, advice on how to um, make it better, and basically start off on the right foot so that people aren't making 
just too many mistakes that leads to discouragement and ultimately like bad mental health situations because you're just you're trying so fucking hard and spinning your wheels and you're not really able to get traction in your passion. It's nothing's more difficult than not being able to be successful in your passion. Because you love it, but it's not working for you. Yeah. And so if I can help people understand that like 33% of your days are going to suck ass. <laughs> and then 33% are going to be no. And then 33% are going to be great. Yeah. And so like just understanding that like every three days you're going to have a bad one. Mm-hmm. Is, is very helpful because you go into this thinking every day is going to be great. It's not. It is a hell of a lot easier to work at Chase at 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the right mindset, it's not going to fulfill you like it needs to. And so that's my whole piece is just trying to give back and provide as much value as possible and help the, I want to say young entrepreneur, but the truth is is that young as in I'm just starting out mm-hmm. or I'd like some ideas in my first three years because I want to help you break that hump. Yeah, and that can come in any age. Absolutely. I don't care if you're 42, 62, or 22. Mm-hmm. Um, all marketing tactics work the exact same way. Um, strategies, how to do things. So really, that's my goal. That's what I'm trying to get out of this. Yeah, and um, I think that for me, obviously, like I want to learn. I'm going to try and absorb as much of this as possible. Like I'm very excited to get to learn from more from you. Um, I know we're around each other a lot, but more from you more from like the network that we kind of have and then um, I think it'll be a really cool journey for you to talk about scaling at the level that you're at me to start you know where I am and try to get you know closer to where you're at yeah. um, and I think that it'll be a cool journey for the audience to kind of see as well so yeah because excited. you know everyone's at a different spot yep. and so you know when I started build your legacy I started off as a, as a personal trainer and then it evolves and scales. And so then I'll you know, have a quite successful coffee company and agency. And so no matter where you're at in your journey, my goal is to you know, be able to input some advice along the way because if you are just a personal trainer, you can own a product. And one thing people need to know is no matter where you're at right now, doesn't mean you're gonna be there tomorrow. Because I promise you, when I was doing construction, or when I was personal training, I never thought in a million years that I would own a company that sells coffee to women and do, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds yeah. of coffee a year. Like, I just wouldn't have said, hey, that's what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. But, again, it's all about the journey, and I'm here to help somebody take that next step. Yeah. So... Um, I think that was overall a really good first episode. I guess this is kind of where we say, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like it, obviously leave a comment on kind of your thoughts or topics that you guys would like to see us talk about. Um, If you're watching on, or listening rather, on Apple or Spotify, um, go ahead and favorite and subscribe to the podcast on there. Um, And then something I thought would be really cool to end each episode is to just you give one quote that's kind of been heavy for you or one thing, topic, that's been heavy for you this week. Um, that you feel like you can provide value and I'll do the same and then we will um, stop boring you guys with our stories. Man, the biggest thing that's came to my mind this week is the same thing that I said literally over 10 years ago on film. Every day is Monday. Do not put off what you're doing to Monday. 
Do not wait until New Year's. If you want to get in shape, fucking start today. If you want to start that business or do something in your business, do not wait until the New Year. Stop putting off your passion. Start putting off your goals. You are wanting it now, so stop delaying your own gratification. Make the steps you need to now. Every day is Monday. Let's fucking go. I like that. And mine, um, we actually did a video on this earlier, but I would say my quote to leave you guys with is everybody who is where you want to be in life has encountered the problem you're at right now and has overcome it. Whether it's you know in different variations of that same problem, they've all overcome it in some way, shape, or form, and so can you. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Be on the lookout for more coming from us next week. And uh, thank you guys again.